Hey, what's happening, everybody? Chuck Billy from Testament. You're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, Chuck, man, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today on Interview Under Fire. You know, last two months have been a roller coaster for you guys, especially, and of course, all of us. You know, uh, how are you? I'm going to start off with that. I have things been for you and your band, your family, you know, how, how has the um, lockdown life been in California? Well, I mean, it's been like everybody else. We're doing the right thing, quarantining ourselves. You know, when we got home from our European tour, we got ill and kind of rode that out till, you know, feeling better. And over time, it just, uh, like I said earlier, we've been trying to do things and stay busy and stay quarantined and wear masks when we do go out and do the right thing. And, you know, it's kind of been our life, and we see that's kind of how life is changing now out in the world when we go out there. Yeah. So, but, you know, we're, um, we're carrying on, you know, things. Uh, we're kind of hoping and looking forward we get to that day where we can look back at this and move forward and hear music and live shows and go to sh concerts and basketball games, and we look forward to that day happening again. You guys are at uh, Discovery Bay, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, California, aside from New York, you know, uh, God bless them, you know, it, you guys are one of the uh, hardest states to be hit with this, you know. Um, is it as bad as they're saying in California? Are you still able to, like, just go out and, and still, you know, can you still play golf? I know golf is one of your hobbies. Um, love well, they're that. starting that back up now. But, I mean, I think just going out in general, seeing a majority of people that just – disrespecting it i mean everybody's wearing masks and oh, catch yeah. the few people that don't and have a problem i mean you know it i don't know what it's going to take i think everybody's those people are still a little lackadaisical about what's going on but um we'll, we'll get through it you know just hopefully with less lives spared or more lives spared than you know lost yeah you know it's the way I'm seeing it from a perspective you know it's coming from my end i actually have family in italy who actually got the virus you know and and it, I think it changes someone's perspective on how things are unless their family gets hit. And uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I don't want it to come to that. Okay, their family has to, or somebody they care about has to be affected with something serious that's going on in the world. That way they'll take it seriously. But like you said, you know, there are a lot of, uh, you know, uh, the younger generation, they kind of feel like they're cooped in and they want to get out and, and do shit, you know, on the beach. Well, we had a problem here in California where, you know, they had to shut down the parks and beaches and stuff just because people, the sun came out, people were rushing to the beach, parking <laughs> lots packed, you know, no social yeah. distancing, no masks. So, you know, they had to go a little extreme and shut everything down, you know. Now, now you can't even go in the oceans um, and sit on the beach. If you sit down, you can get a ticket. I hear the tickets are pretty pretty high so you know that's yeah good. i mean and i was in california for three years in the fulge and area actually and, and beaches were the only place that i would love to go um so i mean that kind of just proves your point right there you know being stuck at home like we all are um how are you keeping up with your okay i know i know you don't sing at all when you're not on tour so how are you keeping up with your vocals do you live in a place where you can just like belt out without any without, 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 without your dogs have, going crazy or anything like that <laughs> they'll still go crazy you know but I, <laughs> I i have downstairs i have a little home studio that i yeah. can you know our music that i can sing to and jam to um but for the most part you know getting over this illness um i really noticed once i started 
wanting to get out and walk and exercise, it really took a lot out of me. And it really like felt like starting over. And so really been put a lot of time trying to get back, you know, the adrenaline and the routine and, you know, the breathing and everything. So it's just taking time just to kind of get back up to part of before I start singing. So, you know, but I have a couple things in the works and that, you know, I'm going to start like breaking out some vocals, but I think I've done enough preparation on the bike. I do a, you know, stationary bike every day. And yeah. You know, um, yeah. So with the, with that COVID, before we get into like what you were, you know, keeping yourself busy with the, the virus change your daily routine as has it, did it have any effect on your health now going forward? Did it, did it change anything up for you? Um, that, okay. Well, I think so. I mean, I mean, I mean, we can assume, I mean, there's, we, you know, I don't, I don't have um, allergies or, you know, we think that things are different. Once we got ill, it's like, also, wow, my skin's really dry. My hair's really, you know, everything's different. My vitamins are depleted. I mean, it's just, it was really weird, you know? So yeah. just things have been in that sense, different and just getting back to feeling and everything being as it was, you know? Yeah, you talked about the home studio too. And does this pandemic, you know, now that we're all home, does this open up new things for you personally and artistically that maybe you have not noticed before about yourself? And we're two months into this thing and, you know, trying to not go crazy at home. And here I am doing podcasts with amazing people like you, you know, just something new (laughs) that I discovered about myself that I love doing. Well, you know, if it was eight months ago and this was going on when we were in the middle of writing a record and doing all that, focusing on that during the summer while everybody's out enjoying the weather it's different you know what i mean so yeah <laughs> yeah it took you guys what nine months to write that yeah. record as opposed to like two years from the previous one yeah yeah the process was much better but we came off of that slayer farewell tour yeah so i was at that something with that just the vibe out there hanging with everybody getting prepared knowing we're gonna go right in and start working on it and and just staying focused. And, you know, I think a lot has to do with it. You know, I think Eric, the previous record, we just, you know, just couldn't get it done. This time, I think he just came into it ready to go, had a lot of riffs and really brought a lot of different riffs to this record, which made this really interesting writing because all the songs were so different and so individual. And so it really made me kind of, you know, especially singing wise, because some of the Rip City of Angels. Of the, I got. I got to put that one out there because that was some something. Some of the chords he chose that weren't like comfortable for me to sing. You know, they were put me out of my comfort zone. And in the past, I'd usually kind of fight him on it, maybe argue and go, "Oh man, play change that there." But I really didn't do that on this. I really kind of just took it in, absorbed it, and worked through it. And it actually pushed me in my out of my comfort zone, but it actually made me a little more creative with it and find things like on this record, for instance. Um, uh, City of Angels, you know, was a song yeah. that was like never should have made the record. I didn't want it to because I felt it didn't fit the vibe of the other faster songs. And how it made the record and the way it went down to me recorded in it, um, I found myself trying a new vocal texture, I guess, when I come in in the verse. And in some of the bridge and chorus, I started doing some harmonies. And I never do that kind of stuff. So I, I was doing some other things that I never really tried. And so... I thought that was kind of cool after this many records to still be trying to do new things. And I think that's what made this record is a little special. That is, it was really pushing out ourselves to make it better. 
you know, instead of yeah. settling with something that we could have did before or, you know, use the same formula or something. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, you pointed out right there, this is 13 albums in, man, and you guys are still exploring things that you've never done before. I mean, you're talking about vocal harmonies. Chuck Billy, what? And then <laughs> exactly. City of Angels. And that's that's actually my favorite song, ironically enough, on that oh, record. Wow. Um, before we get into uh, Titans of Creation, an absolute beast of a record, I want to talk about, you know, you've been touring for over 35 years, you know, and what was your favorite part about touring? Now that you kind of just, you know, came back from a Europe trip and now you're just taking a step back, look at the big picture. Does it make you see things in a different way now? Like, does this make you appreciate that life even more? What was your favorite part about it? It was like fans, culture, food, so many things. Well, I mean, it all, it all ties together. You know, when you're first starting and beginning, you know, we were young kids from California that never left California. We left to go to New York was the farthest we went to make a record. And then next, you know, we're thrown in Europe and touring and, and we're on a path to do a record for the next four or five years and touring consistently, you know, we are kind of just, let's go, you know? So those yeah. days, you know, there was a lot of, it was just, it's different, you know, compared to now you're looking back now, um, you know, we've taken a full circle, I'd have to say, you know, from where we started the beginning, working very hard with the original band to a breakup and music climate changes to band evolution to music coming back around to here we are, you know, and, and, and after I think the reunion in 05 and 06, and doing the formation of Damnation record from that point forward has really been like a new era for the band, I believe. And yeah. um, we've really found, I think, our sound and we're really enjoying the camaraderie of touring. We do tour a lot and it's very important to get along with everybody you tour with out on the roads, spend so much time with. So in that sense, you know, we do tour a lot because we, we love it and we enjoy it. And especially when you get a new record, it's fun to get out there and push and play the new songs. And, and on the last tour we just did, we went and changed the whole set and pulled back a bunch of deep cuts, which is really fun to do, you know? So we're just kind of doing things for ourselves at this point from that point forward now. And it's been an enjoyment, you know, and these re records been great to do and the fans have been awesome in the response. So it's, man, I can't say, We've been in a better, been in a better place right now, Testament. Yeah, wow. I agree. Last time, last time I saw you guys, you guys were with Anthrax. They were headlining. I actually saw you guys twice that year. Uh, I'm in Dallas, by the way. So uh, I remember you guys were touring with Slayer, I believe, in the summer, and they came back. I think two months later with Anthrax, and um, uh, I, I believe it was the same year, wasn't it? Uh, could have been. I'm not sure. It's all a blur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because because the, the fan outpour that you guys had, like I, I see the the old school fans then the new school fans coming in which I, I do want to touch on that a little later because your fan base is just massive and it's still growing to this day now for the titans of creation and like we just talked about earlier it took you nine months to record and you guys are always trying to top the previous record and i i, I think you know as a as a fan i believe you guys did top it you know you guys also picked Children of the Next Level and Night of the Witch as the singles. Now, yeah. that's something that was up to you guys, you know, up to you personally, or why did you just pick those two particular as singles to lead off? Um, they were up to us. I mean, it's very tough. I think, um, you know, talking to the label and 
trying to feel what song represents the record. And, you know, it's always a tough decision, especially for this one. There were so many tracks that were like, man, um, you should play that. No, someone else was telling us, no, you should push that one. So when it came down to it, you know, we chose Night of the Witch because I thought it was a different form of Testament, especially adding Eric's vocals in there in the chorus. It was something new that we we're doing this Testament and it'd probably be hit people as a different sound and feel out of the gate. And it was a killer song, you know? Um, yeah. And then the second single was a different one actually. And we we're sitting back thinking, well, wait a minute, children of the next level, man, that's the first song on the record. It's obviously a great song. And that was one of the first songs we wrote. So that was kind of one we kind of wrote, it was killer and put it aside and wrote the whole record and kind of forgot about it. And so we're like, wait, that's the song, you know, that needs to be pushed out. And um, I'm glad we chose that because when we pushed that one out, we knew that we were going to tour a lot and we didn't have time really to do a, a video. And we were kind of tired of doing um, performance videos. We've done so many videos and it's always, okay, set up, you know, perform and let it out. That kind of, you know, wasn't like, uh, you know, we're on the first priority at the point, at that point. So I seen this guy's work for the animation of a video and I loved it. And I reached out to him and uh, we talked and we decided let's, let's do that and do an animated video for this. And Children of the Next Love would be a great choice because it's about Heaven's Gate and it would make a good, he could use some really good visuals putting that video together and people could really understand the story when they see that. That's the one so, with the animation, right? With the, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was absolutely great. That was perfect. The way that yeah, was all, that, it, that, it was like, this is fun and different. different for us. And, you know, so it was just, again, trying something different. We have none, but it was fun, you know, and I enjoyed yeah. it. I'm glad we chose to do that. And now I want to do another one. <laughs> hey, you had that home studio. And so might as well take advantage of it. Yeah. Right? It took you nine months. And now you got it out of the way. Now what? It's like, yeah. you have all this, like, <laughs> let's get it going. You know, yeah. with the album release that came out, in, you know, we're already like past you know, over a month old, came out April 3rd. Did um, maybe, you know, their, you know, uh, friends of yours like Lamb of God, they actually even like pushed their album release further down the road. Did that something, is that something that crossed your mind? Uh, you know, maybe we had, that's something we have to do or for a second. Wanted, yeah, I mean, or for just sticking to the schedule. Just for a second. But at the same time, our campaign had already started um, January 31st before all, everything was kind of happening. So at that point, we decided, let's just keep the campaign rolling instead of just stop it. Um, we felt that people are all at home. This would be cool to get some, something new in their hands, some new music, maybe, you know, for their enjoyment. Yeah. Um, we knew we'd suffer. Definitely physical sales, just for the fact that there is no shelf space really anymore in the first place, but people can't go out and buy it. Um, so... We knew that'd be a problem, but again, I feel confident that this is a good record that eventually everybody's gonna catch on and listen to it and find it somewhere down the line, you know? Yeah, hey, I bought your record and it's sitting right there on my shelf, So, and I still Love buy it. records. I, I believe it's, I think it a lot goes into the work behind the record and the artwork and everything else in between. Well, I just got this in the mail. <laughs> there, I saw that. Back there, and it's one of those uh, 3D ones. I don't know if you really can see it. It's kind of like a hologram. Oh my gosh. Can you, okay, so you, can you actually purchase this? Yeah. You go to Nuclear Blast site, but it's a very cool hologram, okay. the whole thing. And it's got uh, some very cool discs in there. Uh, so who did the artwork? 
Pardon? The, who did the artwork for the? Uh, Ella Rand Cantor. He's um, he's done all of our records since two thousand and eight, and he's involved with a lot of our T-shirt designs and stage design. And he, you know, he's going to be kind of a good friend and kind of like the testament personal artist. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, shout out yeah. to him. Now. Yeah. I want to talk about the something that's a common denominator that's been going on with my guests lately. It's it's live live streaming. So we've seen bands like Code Orange and Insomnium do the whole live streaming on the on the stage and then broadcast it for the fans in an empty venue, and they would broadcast it for the fans. Do you think you know as an artist? Do you think the quarantine-induced live streaming surge is going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Do you still you, you still see bands doing this even after all this is over? Uh, doing the live stream. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, why not? I mean, especially bands that aren't necessarily touring bands, you know, there's still a lot of great bands out there that don't really tour, you know, yeah. that have other, you know, jobs and stuff like that, that that's great. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I so think, um, it's a good promotion, but I think, um, the whole music scene just keep listening to news and who knows what they keep predicting and saying it's not going to be back to normal for quite some time. And, and I think, you know, as a fan and as a promoter, both, and as an artist, everybody's going to be kind of cautious, you know, I think at first and kind of sees, I, maybe, maybe it's going to take like a big gathering before people go, well, yeah, you know, they just put 36,000 people to watch the Lakers or something, you know, and, <laughs> All right, so let's go watch a 2000 seat concert, you know, they'll try to ration out that, you know. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a whole different atmosphere if I were to see <laughs> Testament in person as opposed to seeing you guys, you know, on the screen. I mean, it, the, the way you could see it, I've seen artists say, "Oh, we we're doing a festival overseas in Europe," but someone in your, in the US or other parts of the world doesn't have they don't have access to it. And then I've seen the bands like sell like a virtual ticket to the attendee and I don't know. It's just so many ideas you can bounce off of. Considering there is, and I think through. we're all going to learn off of each other as we move forward and, and see what everybody else kind of does, you know. And, yeah. Um, you know, we've been putting our heads together with the label because we do have a new record, and it's like we do have some time now. And once things loosen up and we can travel and get together as a band, maybe we can put our heads together and do some things to promote this record maybe include as an additional pieces to this record i don't know we we're bouncing things around and you know um there's time so <laughs> might as well yeah. take advantage of it you know, we can't i mean get a lot, on the road, you know? yeah a lot of a lot of the fans could tune into any sort of live stream you guys do i know i know uh i believe matt from trivium does the whole uh twitch streaming i mean not him just a bunch of others i mean could we see something like Chuck, like, I don't know, cooking with Chuck or golfing with Chuck or something live streaming like that? Yeah, something, you know, <laughs> kind of odd though. It's just, I'm, you know, I'm always kind of like, I don't know. Stoned. <laughs> My wife's stoned, first of all. <laughs> I'm always stoned. First the chief, got to get the chief. <laughs> <laughs> Can't forget stoned. that. But, you know, I mean, those kind of things, um, you know, I don't know. I, I've always kind of now, I don't know, later in my life, I've always seemed to kind of be more re reclusive than, you know, you know, yeah. And more private, I guess. I don't know why it's kind of weird, but that's okay. I mean, you, I mean, you got to find a place where you can actually escape and do what you got to do. Cause you're, I mean, like I said, extensive touring, it takes a lot out of you. And I but totally on the other hand, that. there is times I would like to, 
talk about things that people don't know about that's different than music, you know, mm-hmm. that's different part of life or different part of different things. You know, there's just, you know, there's different aspects of, of, of me that would be, you know. Yeah. Do, do you have any other interests that you have that feeds your creativity within the band that maybe doesn't involve music? I know you like boating a lot. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, all that, I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> that was a great background response. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> it was <Perfect>. on cue. <laughs> we should just end the interview like right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, any, anyway, like uh, any other things that you have that doesn't involve music that, you know, just feeds you. Well, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I, I, like I said, well, I got the chief thing still going, yeah. you know, um, you know, right now we're about to, you know, I, I've been started for the last year and studying a lot, starting a real estate redevelopment company. Okay. Which basically is flipping houses. Yeah. So I've been uh, basically studying a lot of that. Um, and now I'm in business with a few people, our friend in Arizona, doing some joint venturing on some properties and flipping houses with them. So, um, I mean, how do you like that? Is it, you, do, do you enjoy it? It's like kind of well, like a break you know, of the routine. Me and my wife owned a few houses and we've fixed, lived in them, fixed them up and sold them and did very well. And it's like, man, we love doing this. You know, we love, you know, taking something, tearing it apart, putting it together our own way and, and moving on. And that was kind of the start of it. And, um, you know, so I just kind of got sucked into that. So for the last year, I've been going to right off tour. I'll go to some boot camps and you know spend a weekend, you know, taking a eight hour class, um, you know, with a hundred other people, you know, um, you know, learning how to flip houses, you know, set up your business from the ground up. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been focusing on, and you know, that's that's for plans down the road. Hopefully, you know, hopefully I can launch it and keep this thing growing and eventually, you know, have a real estate redevelopment company somewhere down the line. That'd, that'd be, awesome. that'd be, that'd be amazing. You know, <laughs> of course you, of course I am 1000% sure you'll see a fan down the road. It's like, Oh my God, are you, are you you're not Chuck Billy? Are you? I keep my picture low on my promotion and my advertisement because I don't want to do that. But then I'm thinking, why, 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 why shouldn't I? Yeah. I should do a little board where everybody drives and have me on stage going, let me buy your house. <laughs> I want to buy your house at right now. I'm telling you right now, you got you your biggest house that you want to sell me right now. That's, you know, any condition. I'm saving that as a bit, just in case, if you need it in the future, <laughs> I'll give that to you. That was perfect. Yeah. You, you heard it here first fans. So make sure you guys, yeah. uh, just, if you need one down the road, you know, Chuck is here for you. That's it. You want to get rid of your house. You know, that, <laughs> speaking of the fans, you know, um, I know you've seen the metal scene change like here, but like back and forth, like so many things going to happen, you know, year in and year out. Do you still, do you see a different, uh, a scene from where you started to where you are now? Do you see things differently? You know, uh, you mean as in, as a person, as an, as an artist in the business from when you first started to where you are now and the different types of fans you've seen over the years, do you see things differently now from when you first started? Um, well, I mean, I think actually from a metal fan, I think just seeing from being in this business as long as far as loyalty, I think the metal fan has been the most loyal fan 
um, because I think over 30 years of tour, and I've seen at a lot of these meet and greets, grandfathers, fathers, and grandsons, generations coming to yeah. see this the music and and expressing like telling me this is I'm bringing my son and my grandson, showing them what I grew up listening to, you know, and that's kind of cool, <laughs> you know. They're passing it down, and I definitely know since over probably the last. 10, 15, 10, 15 years, they're getting younger and younger, you know? Now who's trying to call me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're getting younger and younger. And I see, you know, young kids on shoulders or on the front, on the front rail. And I'm like, awesome. And I always take that time in the show. It's like, awesome dad right there. Awesome dad, right? <laughs> Yeah, you know what the fan interaction, fan interaction that you you have with you know just the relationship with the fans in general, I, I think it's just as important as just being an artist. And I know you are of Pomo Native American, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's an indigenous people of Northern, Northern California, if I'm also correct on that. And I know you're proud of your Native American heritage. And sometimes I know I hear you giving shout outs to your Native brothers and sisters in the audience. I think that's yeah. amazing. Uh, why is that something that's important to you? Um, well, because I, I think growing up with it and probably not um, being as expressing myself with it um, as much until I think once I got ill with cancer and kind of used my native roots and ancestry and spirituality getting me through that um, was a whole different experience for me. And I think... Um, you know, prior, before that, I, I never really stepped into that in my lyrics so much. Maybe Trail of Tears, but that wasn't really touching on much of personal experience. Yeah. So, like, you know, moving forward after that, you know, that's when I started doing, like, Native Blood and more songs like that. And um, I think you won an award for that, too. Yeah, actually, that did. You know, funny you say that. I just looked, seen it yesterday, reminded me, I'm like, oh, cool. What is that thing there? I'm like, oh, that's a... <laughs> The video award, but yeah, uh, Native Blood, and and actually funny, it, it made it on that show Banshee as well. Seen that one on tour. Oh, nice. Like, oh, cool. Uh, of course, it's the bad scene when they, the cops, raid the reservation searching for one of the natives, and he's in a biker house and drugs and everything. And they're playing Native Blood <laughs> as they're pulling up. You know, I don't think you can get any more metal than that. Yeah. <laughs> So before we finish up, I have a couple more questions. This is this is actually one of my favorite ones. I'm sure you have a lot of collaborations you've done already with artists. I think I believe you also helped with the new Lamb of God record with one of the uh, being a guest vocal on there. Yeah. Is there any artist out there in the world doesn't have to be metal that you would love to collaborate with that you haven't already? Well, I mean, there's shoot, there's tons. I mean, of course, my Iron Maidens or my Metallicas or <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah, I mean, those would probably be my number ones right there, you know. Um, you know, me and Zet do collaborate a lot. You know, we did a Dublin Death Patrol record. I don't know if you ever checked that thing out, but, you know, that's me and oh, wow. him. And, and me and Zet, actually, I've been writing with Zet, shoot, four or five records now. And he, he wrote on this record. He wrote um, Paul's Prophet with me on this record. And he's wrote a lot of songs with me. But uh, we did two Death Patrol, Dublin Death Patrol records together we wrote. So he's very still involved in this band as a, as a writer. You know, he grew up in yeah. those, Eric and 
those guys very well, you know. It's always interesting to hear the responses when it, when it comes to this question, because I've heard, I've heard so many different kinds of answers. And, and it's interesting when I hear an artist that's not even related to metal, you know, and sometimes they would just say like some classic composer that, you know, doesn't even pertain to metal. I think it's really unique how the genre of this music can just branch out into any other subgenre and make it blend. I think it's very unique. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, you know, I think um, especially this genre of music doesn't get the recognition for the talent that it has, especially, you know, Grammys and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's probably more talented artists in this genre than a lot of those award-winning artists, in my opinion, you know, that somehow those pop artists pop through or somehow they just, (laughs) I don't, I see some artists I don't get, but you know, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Now, this is the last part of the interview. I like This is one of my favorite parts, actually. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. I'm going to read a lyric. I'm going to see how well you know your own songs, okay? You just, oh, you, na- you, you named the song, okay? I think I'm going to start off easy, though, all right? Uh, I'm going to start this easy. Uh, Sanctified by the Crimson, by a diabolical drifter, the Night Stalker prowls to hunt you down. That's, that's City of Angels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was going to come, obviously. Uh, the spirits of anger come up from the gallows, conjured my demons appear, summoned to my cast, pray this deadly mass. I'm throwing it way back with this one. Um, Raging Waters. Burnt Offerings. Burnt Offerings, okay. It was yeah. either one of yeah. I think that this was when, before you guys were, you guys called yourself the Legacy and then changed it to Testament. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, that was in the band when it was Legacy, when he quit to join Exodus. Right. That's when I I came in and we did our first, we were in the studio as Legacy, but delivered it as Testament by the time we got out of the studio. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. I've conquered all my fears. My destiny awaits. I'm no longer slipping. I'm not slipping away. No one is out to get me. No one will get in my way. No longer upside down. I've turned my life around. Lord meets the eye. Yeah, I was I was gonna I was gonna, I was gonna give you a hint. Think new era, and that was like formation. <laughs> that made, that nation. Um, so you're doing fine. You're good. The truth is war and suffering. I am a stronger man. Man, who I am. I am man. Oh man, what is that one? Uh, no, not together as one. No, you want to give you the album? Yeah, demonic. Okay, then demonic refusal. Then probably distorted lives. Distorted lives. All yeah. right. Okay. Again, I'm throwing this one way back. So alone, away it goes. The life that you have wasted, you never know where it might go. The sweet success you've tasted. Electric crown. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> that was easy. That was like further back too. That's like I believe that's your like third, third or fourth record. I can't remember. Uh, okay, they see you calling out their names and getting ready. Chant in darkness, shrouding near through your virtue, youth. They'll strike a deal. Envy life. Yeah. Oh man, now you see you getting it now. Okay. <laughs> now I won't budge. Keep your hands off me. 
Less you hear is the less that I believe. I still lie and cheat the word on the street, and yes, I'm no good, right? Uh, blackjack. Born in a rut. Oh, born in a rut. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is the last one. This is actually my favorite one off of Titans. Aside from City of Angels, evil thoughts are covering my eyes. See her come and go late at night when I hear her cry. Uh, dream Deceiver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You did fine. I could have picked a lot more, but your catalog is so huge. I was like, <laughs> let me see how far back I can mix things up. But that was, <laughs> you did good. It's interesting because I have artists who like say, oh, yeah, I, I'll get all of it. And then they don't get any of it. And then some of them <laughs> say, I won't get any of it. But then they get every single one of them right. <laughs> right on. I made you think I made you like now re recalibrate your entire set list now, huh? <laughs> right. So Chuck, before we finish up, uh, is there anything last shout outs you want to put in or anything else you want to promote before we end this? Um, just that, you know, keep listening to the Titans of creation, you know, and hopefully when we get out there and see everybody and get on the road and play it in front of everybody, we're excited. We've only got to play two of these songs live so far and there's many more I should see in the future. Um, you know, and hope everybody stays home, gets through this, does the right thing when they get out and amongst people. And, you know, one day we're going to look back, especially us. We say, man, remember that record came out during the quarantine? Yeah, that was that record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we're already creating a new era right now as, as, as we're here. <laughs> now, everyone that's listening, this is Chuck Billy from yeah. uh, Testament. And don't forget Titans of Creation. It came out April 3rd on Nuclear Blast Records. Pick it up. You know, support these guys. They'll be back on the road. Living legend right here. Uh, and uh, Chuck, you know, please stay safe. You know, and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see you next time in person. And, all right. uh, you know, just uh, stay healthy. You and Tiffany, all you guys, all right? We'll see you. Take care, everybody. Later. guys thanks for listening to interview under fire podcast if you guys liked what you heard please subscribe and share our channel and please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously and also if you guys have any questions or comments you can find us at interview under fire at facebook or at instagram or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.